started recording. Yep. What is the one thing I Every time! <laughs> it's the running joke. She does this every time, doesn't she? She mm-hmm. even specifically asked, let me know when you start recording so we can kind of get a t- timing. You were like, yeah. And then nothing. No. Oh my goodness, Aaron. Well... I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm just going to sit here and look expectantly at Alan. Uh, Just another Tuesday. (laughs) It's not Tuesday. (laughs) But it could be. (laughs) Yesterday was Tuesday, but today is Tuesday too. (laughs) Oh, no. That was time loops. That was the last episode. That was last episode. (laughs) Or two episodes ago. Whatever (laughs) it was. Uh, Welcome back to the Fake List, everybody. (laughs) Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, In case you missed it. There's a third voice in the room. There is? Wow! <laughs> Guess what, friends? We're here. We're queer. Uh-huh. And we have a friend. We have a friend. Proof that we have friends that are not just each other. <laughs> I'm Who well, are you people? <laughs> we kidnapped a person. Yeah, and forced them to read fan fiction for us. Well, let's be real. It's like that TikTok where um, they're like, if you got kidnapped... What would you rant about for three days that would make your captors release you? And that is this situation. Because yeah. <laughs> we were like, hey, friend, pick a tag. And then you picked a tag. That is very exciting. Yes. Let's be real. I'm the one that forced you guys to read yes. this particular fan fiction. Everyone, please welcome our dearest and loveliest friend, the runner of the Tumblr, the the true queen of Ficklist, and truly our first fan like the person who we were like we're gonna do this thing and she was like fucking do it miss caitlin yeah hey <laughs> caitlin would you like to introduce yourself um <laughs> i'm caitlin and like aaron said i run the tumblr and for fic list not just the tumblr you <laughs> run all of tumblr the queen of all tumblr i was gonna say god i wish but actually no, no. <laughs> because that sounds stressful not it also it's a multi-billion dollar <laughs> loss of money yeah I, I thought for a second you were gonna say multi-million dollar corporation and then i was gonna go not anymore <laughs> but... and it wasn't even before then nope uh also if you were a tumblr staff i feel like you just get hate constantly i was gonna say yeah you would have gotten you would have had a really rough what was it december of 2018 2017 like decade oh god you're right well caitlin is here yes caitlin you are our first ficklist episode guest hell yeah of course because as soon as we were like we're gonna do guests you were like so me right <laughs> i'm the first one right yeah. and i was like duh and at the time it was like and the only one Oops. right very much at the time we were yeah. like well i think it's just gonna be you <laughs> um and now you're here and this means that also this is the first time that someone who is not Aaron or alan has picked a tag about which oh, yeah. to speak so yeah. true we did not choose it because we were like caitlin gets to pick and caitlin my dearest friend <laughs> Person I met at work. <laughs> um, um, where where did we work together? We don't talk about it. We don't give specifics. Um, but we, well, but what it type was of workplace. It was it a was, religious religious institute. A religious a religious institute. <laughs> it was in fact a large church um, <laughs> of the Christian variety. Um, and uh, what tag did you pick, Bud? BDSM. <laughs> <laughs> Something yeah. a little light for the palate. Yeah, yeah like. Yeah, it's something easy reading. Like, you can just 
you chill out on the beach or have like your a, phone a, out on, easy on a sunday morning with some coffee especially at church <laughs> yeah at church. definitely uh-huh. read it at church yeah jesus says yes <laughs> <laughs> with consent <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I already regret (laughs) all of our decisions. No. It's fine. How dare you? It's fine. Um, So here's a question that we usually ask each other. Mm Why did you pick this tag? And what about this tag appeals to you, Caitlin? Oh, boy. I forgot (laughs) about this part. Uh (laughs) You have to defend your choices. (laughs) I don't have to defend anything. That's true. You could just be like, I felt like it. And I'd be like, okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> Valid enough. Well, it's because of the particular fic that I recommended. And I recommended True. this a long time ago, back when you first started accepting recommendations. <laughs> True. Because for Don't a while, you are only recommender, too. Yes. And yeah. this is a fic that is very important to me for many, many reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it is one of the few fics that I read, reread every year. And not at any particular on time. <laughs> <laughs> on Jesus's birthday. But um, this is this particular fic that I recommended the first time I read it. It's actually one of the last works in progress that I read as it was being updated. Because mm. we, uh, Aaron and I, have it had the discussion that I don't read those anymore. I, I search by complete only. You are a sensible person. Self love. Meanwhile, I'm like all the work in progress. Yes. I'm just heartbreak every day. Exactly. Ugh. So this was one of the last ones where I was doing that. And I still remember that feeling of like when a new chapter came. But me and my friend Rosanna were really into suits and this particular fic we were both obsessed with. Whenever a new a chapter would update, we would text each other like, "No, new chapter." Ah! And then immediately rush to read it and then send each other our reactions. And that was the last, one of the last few times that I had that experience in a particular fandom with a fandom friend. Mm. And just like those memories are very near and dear to my heart. But also BDSM can be so many different things Mm -hmm. for so many different people, especially when it comes to kink. Kink is defined, like there aren't particular definitions of it, but everyone has their own definition of like kink and kinky sex. Because like some people might think that like, you know handcuffs and blindfolds and spanking it's like oh that's super kinky oh my god like i've never done that and then you talk to someone else and it's just like that's like a tuesday night for me like Mm -hmm. that's what i do when i'm bored Mm, and but they're into much harder stuff and and that's always fascinating been fascinating to me since when i first started reading bdsm fiction and that's how i I don't want to say got into it because I'm not in the scene. Mm-hmm. I do not represent the BDSM community. I am just a fan. I think it's so funny that the three of us are going to have to talk about this. I was going to say, yeah. Uh-huh. This is a... <laughs> We're about to have like a friend revelation. <laughs> and y'all are going to be able to like listen to it in real time. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, for me and Aaron, that's kind of okay because we've known each other longer. This is the second time Alan and I have met in person. True. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. For a second, I thought you were going to be like, I've known Aaron longer than Aaron has known Alan. And that's not true. That's not true. But Aaron was my supervisor, as we all remember. Uh And now here we are talking about BDSM in In my living room. You're welcome, guys. I make make magical things happen. (laughs) Can I say I love having Caitlin on this show? Yes. (laughs) I instantly gained a a confidant, a a supporter. An ally. (laughs) An ally. That's the word I was looking for. Uh Uh-huh. 
Mm-hmm. All those things are great. Mm-hmm. But I think also uh, on the vein of that, we should also say that uh, since none of us are like in the scene, Correct. we are like, we are just going to give our impressions and like our thoughts as it is now from the outside looking yep. in. So nothing yes. should be taken with like any type of. Um, yeah. And I think the blanket disclaimer also goes that you can learn about kink and BDSM from fan fiction, but you should not learn, or you should learn about it, but not learn your etiquette from fan fiction. Right. Yes. Don't take any type of sex advice from fan fiction. Correct. Mm, but it's not, especially not this kind of sex. No. Do your research. If it if yeah. it's something that if reading one of these fanfics or hearing about one of these fanfics like inspires something and you then that's great, but do more research into it. Yeah, cuz there's a lot of ways that the kink community protects you, protects your partner, protects your partners mm-hmm. um and sort of maintains safe, sane, consensual cons- consensual oh god, <laughs> safe, sane and consensual um encounters for all. And there those are really really important to know going into anything like this mm-hmm. and you are not really going to learn that from fan fiction friends <laughs> no so please do your research before getting involved in anything like exactly this. and there's a lot of good so- yeah. resources out there especially yeah. nowadays i can't remember when it was but aaron and i did have a conversation that there are a lot of asexual writers mm-hmm. that write the kinkiest fanfic out there yeah and i also think that it's interesting that kink does not always have to be inherently sexual mm-hmm. because Correct. there's a lot of it that is about control and power right. and deciding to concede control or to like allocate roles to people that have nothing to do with like any sort of intercourse Mm -hmm. and that can be fascinating to explore Mm -hmm. in especially in fan fiction but just sort of in general where it's like yeah like we all think about it as just this like sexual thing like specifically a sex act but it's not that in exclusivity Mm -hmm. which i think is Mm -hmm. fascinating um Helen, you've been awful, awful quiet, and I want to hear have about. I? Yeah, you have. Um, and I want to hear about your feelings about BDSM, the tag. Um, <laughs> ooh, it's hot in here. We have to turn off the AC. We did have okay. to turn off the AC. <laughs> well, I feel like we learned a lot about Alan in the first season of this fanfic. As far as like, I've, I didn't realize it until we started doing this show that I had this thing for like control and stuff uh-huh. in like the fanfics i read so let's say that uh this um <laughs> this week was uh interesting it was um it worked for you <laughs> it did work for me and i am like i always knew that there was a part of me that really wants to like explore that side mm-hmm. of like kink and i just haven't so that's where i've been but this was this was it was eye-opening i thought i was mm-hmm. like wow maybe i am ready to like to start exploring some of that exciting yeah you're welcome <laughs> thanks <laughs> I take full credit thank you very much changing lives over here <laughs> for <Alan's> sexual renaissance <laughs> that's what i'm here for <sighs> i love that term uh-huh. here we go <laughs> 2021 the year of alan's sexual <laughs> renaissance that is amazing i love that for you thank you so good i'm so happy We'll see where it goes. Yeah. I'll let you know, listeners, too, you know? <laughs> we'll keep you updated. I'm very, I'm very open about, yeah, about really. most things. Yeah. That's very funny. This but is I th- amazing. <laughs> but I think we should talk about some fix now, because we have three <laughs> to get through. Yeah, oh, boy. True. We do have a lot of fix to get through. Um, who Have we never figured out the logistics of this, <laughs> now that there's three of us? So I had an idea that someone who didn't, Someone summarizes a fic that they did not recommend. Yeah, I think that yeah. makes sense. Okay. I volunteer to do errands because I already kind of have it done in my head. Oh, it's absolutely. Incredible. You know what? Love that for me. All right. Yes. Since also, big... it's the it's the first one I read, so all of my notes are the. On yeah. Top. Can we also talk about the fact that Caitlin has notes? <laughs> she told me this on the way over, and I was like, 
wow, you're so you're so well prepared. <laughs> Where are Aaron and I in, in I's notes? Uh, yeah, I stopped doing notes. Oops. You you were good for two episodes. I was. <laughs> Caitlin texted me and was like, I took notes. And I was like, I didn't. And she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> she was I, like, I, I sent s- you the most important fic of my entire life and you didn't write anything down. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've like, never been so I want dibs disappointed. On that one. Yeah. And she was like, I said, I said, the only thing I'm consistent about is being inconsistent. <laughs> the <laughs> most consistent out. thing about me is that I am inconsistent. So, no, I did not take notes. Caitlin, if you would like to start, sure. um, yeah. then I think we can start there. And then... I we... called dibs on Caitlin's. Great. And then that means I get Alan's, which is fantastic for me. <laughs> Love that. Um, also, BDSM, I read a lot of BDSM fic. Do you really? I do. I read a ton of it. Um however it's hilarious because i'm like i have no interest in doing this in real life like none but i read so much of it because it's so much about communication and control and that's the kind of stuff that i always go for that makes sense so let me pull up your fic so i can read (laughs) summary (laughs) we're gonna learn a lot about each other i'm so excited i have many opinions (laughs) yes caitlin yes (laughs) it begins listeners it begins there can't be two of us You knew this. I did know this. We are literally one day apart in a couple of years for birthday. That's true. We have two very strong Capricorns in the room right now. I don't know what any of that means, but... And one very happy to be here, Scorpio. (laughs) Scorpio? There's no She-Ra fic in this episode, friends. No. Spoiler alert. I'm so sorry. You know what what fic there is? (laughs) Does anyone want to take a guess? Yes. Let's reset the counter. (laughs) I hate you. We are at zero days for Aaron wrecking a Quelliot fan fiction. You know what? I stand by it. (laughs) We'll see about that. Oh! (gasps) Spicy. It begins. I'm going to be so offended. You are! <laughs> oh, oh no. God. Caitlin's going to have bad opinions about my... <laughs> Maybe. Oh. No spoilers. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So, the fan fiction that Aaron recommended is a Qualiet fanfic from the Magicians. Obviously. It's on Archive of Our Own, and it's called My Mouth, Your Lips, Your Hands, My Hips by Butterfly. Great, great author name, by the way. Congrats on yeah. getting that. <laughs> a very an easy, and it's like oh, it's spelled butterfly. Yeah, it's, it's not like not, they're not forced to put in weird letters. It's not but three or fly. <laughs> but three or fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Okay. And for the summary, Elliot and Margot separately meet Quentin Coldwater on his first day, and each call dibs. When they realize they're both interested in the same person, they declare a friendly rivalry over who can seduce him first. Good, good summary. Yeah. 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 That is the fic. That <laughs> well. Well. <laughs> that's the first. It's the first, first, like, chunk of it. It's the first chapter, too. Yeah, it's Not the even. It's the first, first half of the first chapter. Maybe. Listen. It's this... the first, like, three, uh, first half, and then the other half is just sex. You mean it's the mm-hmm. first half of this 118,610 word fic? Of, of which there are four chapters. <laughs> <laughs> oh man just saying all right so i have to admit to all of our friends over the internet that um i didn't really think about that <laughs> put that in the doc i was like this is the one i want well i originally hi emmy um i almost <laughs> sent another portrait of emmy fic and then i was like i have i can't i can't do this as much as i love emmy's stuff and as much as it would be great to talk about even more of emmy's incredible 
kinky fanfiction. Um, I was like, I have to send something different. So, and this one is like a slightly spicier fic. And I was like, okay, cool. So I dropped it in the thing. And then I got a text from Caitlin. I was like, Alan's going to die. And I was like, what? And she was like, we sent him two novels. <laughs> and he was like, and then he sent a whole bunch of crying emojis. <laughs> you. I was very overwhelmed. It was really upsetting. Yeah. So I apologize because frankly, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it... I was like, it's four chapters. It's fine. <laughs> no. Yeah. And the, the fic that I sent is 98,000 words. Divided into 29 chapters, though, I will say that. Um, I sent a sensible 13,000. <laughs> yes. It was lovely, Alan. Oops. Good job. It's like a, it's a, it's a lime water. And <laughs> I did feel stories. Alan's pain because I reread all of them because I needed to do my annual reread and might mm. as well do it for work fun. Hobby work. Whatever <laughs> this is. It's not work because we're not paid. But <laughs> you can you say are, that again. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> So, like it said in the summary, Elliot and Margot both meet uh, Quentin separately. And this is a AU of season one of The Magicians, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, some stuff is different, like all the sex. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and and like- there's no beast. So, the whole sort of like central conflict of the series, mm-hmm. does it, it basically takes all of that out. And is like, what if they just went to magic school? <laughs> what if this was <laughs> just... And then developed this relationship. <laughs> what if this was just like Harry Potter grad school with a lot of fucking sex? Anyways, was enough that about that. not the assignment? <laughs> enough about that. So they do meet <laughs> Quentin separately. And eventually... And they call dibs. Eventually they did realize that they're both after the same guy. And become aggressively competitive mm-hmm. to bang Q. So much that he thinks that they hate each other. Yep. And he confronts them about this and they eventually admit to him what's going on and that they're competing with each other to bane him first. And he is rightfully pissed off about this Mm -hmm. and storms away. Elliot goes after him and apologizes to him. And it's like, I'm sorry, you don't, we don't have to have sex. I'll still be your friend, even if we don't fuck. And Quentin says, well, what if we do? Would you still be my friend after we fucked? And he's like, yes, of course. And so they fuck. Yes. <laughs> and Q is like, prove it. And all the readers literally. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. And um, Elliot asks Quentin about his sexual history, especially pertaining to anal and anal penetration. And Quentin does talk about a past girlfriend who she would peg him. Mm-hmm. but he would not enjoy it this ex-girlfriend enjoyed that he wouldn't get hard while he uh she was pegging him and elliot and the readers we all clock this immediately as abuse elliot doesn't talk about it because he doesn't want to ruin the mood but he does mentally note what not to do for quentin so make sure he's enjoying himself go slow take his time check in with him and they do that and they have a great time happy sex has happened and like everyone wins <laughs> not if, at least to me it felt like not even 10 minutes after they both finished oh, yeah. uh-huh oh yeah q Easily. gets up and he's like okay i'm gonna go fuck margo now <laughs> yep and elliot's like what excuse me he's like yeah well elliot and alan i was like what <laughs> excuse me where are you going yeah, and then he was like, yeah, I'm going to go see if she still wants to fuck me, even though she lost the competition. Bye. And so- Okay. <laughs> it didn't happen exactly like that. <laughs> it's close. <laughs> but he basically is like, I need to go have the same conversation I just had with you with Margot. Yeah. That's there what I go. said. No. <laughs> There's a slight difference. 
<laughs> Slight difference. This, this is, is we're trying to do this shorter. Aaron. This fine. is great. You're I fine. am enjoying myself so Continue. much. So he goes and he finds Margot. Margot's in her bedroom and she's pissed. She refuses to apologize to Quentin because she doesn't feel like she has anything to apologize for. Quentin's pissed. And then they have angry sex that's not sexy, in my opinion. (laughs) And I mean that in like, it read to me that that was on purpose because we just got the backstory for Mm. Quentin's abusive relationship. And what happens with Margot and Quentin, it's not the same, like literal, the same stuff. But Margot is demeaning towards Quentin and rough. And I wrote in my notes that she was a huge bitch. She was. I get that that is her character. But like, wow. Yeah. And I think it's also, I think part of it is that it's almost jarring that it comes right after the really like great and intimate sex that Elliot and Q have. Because from that point, you kind of already know that Elliot's invested more than Margot, but that's because Margot is aromantic. So yeah. it's yeah. like a difference. And it is jarring for it to happen right afterwards. So they have... It's not abusive, because that's not... Very it. rough. Yeah, it's very rough. rough. And, yeah, and Margot does not adequately, like, take the time to ask yeah. the same questions that Ellie yeah. asked. Yeah. And, like, I get... Uh, obviously, in the situation, like, Margot doesn't ask the question, and she doesn't know mm-hmm. that Quentin has triggers, and Quentin doesn't even know that he has triggers. Mm-hmm. Right. And... So I get it. And it at least it felt to me after finishing the fic that it felt like that was the intention of the mm-hmm. author is to have that comparison. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, afterwards, I got it. Um, especially with Margot's character later on as she develops. Um, so that happens. And there's like some passage of time, I think. And they're just friends. Mm-hmm. They're like mm-hmm. chill. They live up to their promise to Quentin. They're his friends. They're mentoring him in magic. And where's my notes? Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, so they're friends now. Q's learning about magic. And then he gets the news that his dad has cancer. Oh, that's And right. it's very sad. And him and his friends try to find a spell to cure cancer. And everyone else is like, no. No, baby. Literally everyone has been trying to solve that. You're not going to be able to do it in a day. Yeah. They do not. And Quentin gets uh, obviously a little bit more depressed. Uh, time passes. And there's some party for, like, Margot, I think. There's, like, a sport event. Um, so at this party, because Margot, like, won the sports or whatever. <laughs> she won the sports ball. Congratulations. Yes. They're, like, chilling in one of their bedrooms, Quentin Elliott and Margot. And Margot suggests that they have a threesome. Mm-hmm. And so they have a threesome. <laughs> yep. That is an accurate summation of what happened. Yeah. And everyone enjoys themselves. It's great. And they basically decide to become friends with benefits. And there's more threesomes. There's a lot of threesomes. I was going to say, I think exclusively from now on, it's almost all threesomes. Yes. The the benefits are spanking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A slight daddy kink on Elliot's part. Slight. I mean. (laughs) Uh, A mama kink on Margo's part. There it is. And uh, just a lot of banging sex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sounds about right. No, that's not what I want. (laughs) I'm I'm going over my notes. Uh, So they have threesomes. They're all having a great time. 
And more time passes, and Quentin eventually has to go to Antarctica with all the other first years. Yep. Because they have to do special magic training trial stuff. Yep. And while Quentin's in Antarctica, he kind of realizes that he wants to date um, Margot and Elliot. Like, actually be a polyamorous couple and... I can't remember if he wants to be exclusive, but he wants them mm-hmm. to go on dates and just be a, like polyamorous threesome. Yeah, he wants he wants like the strings. Yes, yes. And what else does he do? Oh, yeah, but he kind of has he downward spirals and has a lot of doubts and questions himself. He thinks, well, like what? Well, yeah, specifically. So mm-hmm. th- there's a whole dynamic to where so he's been sleeping with Elliot and Margot and the physical kids cottage. He's been going along over a lot and they know him, but they all assume that he's dating Margot and just really good friends with Elliot because of this whole like it's implied that it's like uh, misogynistic or like homophobic type of point of view where it's just like you just assume that the male and female presenting uh, mm-hmm. people are together. Um, they assume <clears throat> that he's straight, which is incorrect. Yeah. Yes. And so and Margot hates this, obviously, because she's a romantic. She's like, absolutely not. So she's very loudly telling people, no, 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 no. We're just like fucking. And she in one of in one of those moods trying to set that record straight, she tells Alice that she should go after Quinn and like, oh, you can bang him if you want. You know, you're hot and all this stuff. And in Margot's mind, it's not it's nothing. She's just like trying to like get more people to understand that it's not it's nothing serious. But Alice waits until she's at, Br- at Breakville South with Quentin to approach him and say, oh, well, you know, they told me or that Margot told me uh, to like pursue you or to try to sleep with you. But I want like more. And that's since Quentin spiraling because he's like, oh, they're trying to pawn me off on someone else. Now that they have gotten what they want and they're like, they're, they've gotten their fill. They, they're just kind of just try to shift me off to someone else. And so that's get That gets him spiraling to thinking that they don't want anything to do with him. Correct. Alan. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered it, but in my mental summary, I was just like, it doesn't matter. I'm just not going to mention it. <laughs> there was something about Alice. Yeah. Alice is there. Whatever. While that's happening, Margot and Elliot, they're back at the school and they're trying to figure out their like thesis project, their mm-hmm. third year project. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thesis. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, that thing. And Elliot's also like fully coming to the to terms that he is in love with Quentin. And he's not dealing with it well. Um so yeah, Elliot has caught feelings and can't handle it. Margot asks if he's ever going to tell Quentin the truth, both about his feelings and also his past with his abusive parents and that he's actually from Indiana and... And killed someone with his magic. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. That did happen. (laughs) I think that's the biggest thing that he's like, I used my magic. When he discovered his magic, it was was when he pushed a bully in front of a bus and he was... He's traumatized by that because he's like, I can't use magic. Like, he he thinks that he's predisposed to using magic for, like, violence, for bad things. Yes. I love that you've never seen the show and you just just spotted that off so casually. (laughs) I think that if someone asked me about the magicians, I'd be able to give them a play-by-play of Quentin and Elliot and that's about it. You absolutely (laughs) do. Well, yeah, you've read enough fanfic that you damn well know. I know them so well. (laughs) And Margot asks, are you going to tell him? And they've also been planning this like magical sex orgy um, in Ibiza. In Canto El Cuto. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I I just keep trying to remember the song. Ibiza. And um, they've been planning this for the three of them to go during spring break when Quentin gets back from Antarctica. 
And Elliot says, I'll tell him after because they want to just have a fun, chill orgy time. Yeah, you don't want to bring feelings into the orgy. <laughs> That's a bad etiquette, I think. And what, like, if the feelings are already bad there, <laughs> if their feelings are there, already there and acknowledge, yeah, great. Yeah. But if it's going to result in some awkwardness, you don't want that at the magical Yeah, you don't want to spring that on someone as you're about, like, you're stripping. You're like, uh, hey, I love you. Now I'm going to go suck some other, some dick. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> I'm going to suck someone else's dick after just declaring my love for you. Bye! <laughs> Um, it's not the energy. <laughs> no, no, that's what we're saying, Aaron. We're saying the same thing. Yes, <laughs> and um, so they—that's what Elliot has decided. Um, and him and Margot have a more detailed discussion about his past relationship with his ex-girlfriend because Elliot, <clears throat> uh, Elliot gave her like the cliff notes of it of just like don't. Do this stuff to Quentin while we're having sex because... Yeah, he gave her the red flags. Yeah, yeah. And just so that she knows not to do that without violating Elliot's pri- uh, Quentin's privacy. And they have a more detailed discussion. And um, Margot immediately realizes, that's abusive. And she should not have done that to you. But she also, in her own mind, realizes how bad their first time went. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't say that to Quentin's in that moment because she just wants him to feel comfortable talking about his past and both her elliot comes in at some point and they talk to q about more that they're that they say like "Mm, your ex was kind of a predator and did you even really want her to peg you and just sort of like trying to yeah because and that was a really interesting thing Mm -hmm. too because so margo and uh and Quentin are having this discussion, and Quentin the whole time is very much of the mindset that, oh, abuse didn't happen because, like, I, like, I I didn't want her to leave me. Like, I was doing it to keep her with me. You know, she was my girlfriend. Um, and he even goes, up, like, and so he's explaining the story to Margot, and Margot clocks the behavior and says, oh, so let me guess, she just started showing up at your place randomly looking for Julia, and then just asked you to over one day, and Quentin is like, how do you know that? And Margot says, yeah, she targeted you. She was coming after you because... You, you're worth something to her and that's something that quentin hasn't been able to come to terms with because they he talks a lot about how when she left for london he sobbed and was like please take me with you more so because he didn't want to lose someone that he thought um he, like it's that whole like we accept the love we think we deserve type thing where mm-hmm, quentin mm-hmm. was like this is the best i'm gonna get and i don't want to lose that even if it sucks um and, and he just wants to be, like, good enough for someone to stick around with, for him. Yeah, and it's just so heartbreaking. And, yeah. it like, it really informs a lot about Q's, um, like, self-esteem issues and mm-hmm. makes the the relationship that he has with Margot and Elliot even, like, more gratifying, I think, as a reader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was another quote that I really liked, and it's, Elliot to Q, being you is good enough. Yeah. And I was just like yes thank you (laughs) (laughs) there it is well it also speaks volumes to why q was so adamant in their first interactions of being like will you still be my friend after this yes because what he's really getting at is will i still be valuable to you outside of a sexual context right and elliot and margo both are like absolutely and they mean it and mm-hmm. that is what sets this relationship apart for him from mm-hmm. everything else he's ever experienced. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he, other than the ex, the abusive ex, he only ha- gave blowjobs to some guy in high school, and I think that's it. And yeah. it was all, and also importantly, they it was all 
the relationship and the blowjobs were always like secret like yes. they didn't want to be seen with him and so it's very important to quentin when like margo and Elliot don't disown him right. yes and the abuser was even specifically like do not tell anyone about this mm-hmm. um yes they have that conversation where's my notes <laughs> oh yeah so. i think that's gonna be the title where's, where's my, my notes, notes? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't help that i wrote these really fast too so like i can't read half my handwriting <laughs> this is why we don't write notes caitlin uh-huh. <laughs> we just go with what our we've evolved past it's that it's also part of the process. this tiny little um anyways um so they have that conversation and then they go to ibiza and they have a really really great time orgies are had sex is had it's great and eventually i think it's towards the end like the last day or the second to the last day that elliot fucking finally tells quentin that he wants to take him on a date and be his boyfriend basically <sighs> and margo is just like us and it's like what you fucking morons thank you <laughs> and quentin's like what really and yeah they're like very very happy together and but they don't talk about it in that scene but they become boyfriends right then and there basically they decide they're gonna be in a relationship yeah i think that elliot even says like oh we'll come back for like our anniversary trip next year which is like yes yeah well they negotiate the terms of the relationship which is super funny do that that's later a little bit oh is it later i'm getting it's that's in my notes (laughs) sorry i love that follow the notes (laughs) it's also very funny to me that like um they have been having this whole relationship or whatever you so undersold just how much pining there is (laughs) in this fucking it's all pining pining in this motherfucking thing per use like this is who i am as a person i I i'm gonna throw something at you i I can't believe you sent me a hundred and eighteen (laughs) thousand words of pining it's all pining boy pining because one this is a plot summary not a feeling summary i know and two no one is surprised by that (laughs) that is literally every quillian fanfic you have ever sent correct both of them pining, or one of them, if it's only from one person's point of view. I have a type. Yes. <laughs> we are all aware of this by now. We're, this is season three, Aaron. Everyone know. knows. No one is surprised. That was anyway. great delivery. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So the uh, orgy ends. They're all happy. They go back to school. And Elliot and Quentin basically tell their friends, yeah, we're boyfriends now. Deal with it. And there's something... Like, the confrontation with the older students that were giving, like, Margo and uh, Quentin a hard time, they've been dealt with off scene, <laughs> uh, off yeah. camera. Yeah, so the whole thought there is that um, once Margo cleared up that she was not dating Quentin, then the the rest of the physical kids, the specifically the second and third years, were like, oh, he's their, like, property. He's, like, their pet. He's their yeah, project mm-hmm. or whatnot. And that pisses Elliot off and Margot too, off to no extent. So that, mm-hmm. that's before they left for the orgy. And they were like, we got to get Quentin out of here. So like, as soon as Quentin steps through the portal back from Antarctica, they're like, pack your bags. We packed your bags. We're going. <laughs> We're going to Ibiza. Um, and so now they've come back and to find that the friends have dealt with those rumors with physical violence yes. <laughs> and threats. Yes. Yep. Good yes. friends. Good friends. Good job, guys. And where's my notes? God damn it. Why am I so predictable? Yes, I love it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that they're like, we're boyfriends now. Deal with it, bitches. And later on, Quentin and Elliot have a sex 
uh, have sex with just each other. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that it was a nice bookend to the first time they had sex. Oh, yeah. There were quite a bit of parallels. And they switch it up. Quentin um, is the top. Mm-hmm. He penetrates Elliot. Yes, he does. And he's also bossing him around to a certain extent. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot that that happened. Yeah. yeah. And I did l- really enjoy that uh, Quentin comes up with his own little nickname for Elliot, which was my love. Yeah. And I am, uh, there are certain little like pet names that I that am a appreciate. sucker for, and nice. that's one of them. So I was just Aww, like, I love that. good job, Fic. Yes. <laughs> good job, Fic writer. We should say that that encounter eventually ends with Margot joining them. <laughs> I was going to get that. I'm sorry, where are my notes? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any! <laughs> How glad yeah, I am they that have... I brought you two into each other's orbits. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's fantastic. I love it. Yep. Um, yeah, they have their own sex scene together. They finish, and then Margot uh, joins them, and they have a very lovely free- threesome. Not freesome. <laughs> it's a free threesome. Yeah. Uh, free threesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> they, that's when they have their discussion on their boundaries and what they consider their relationship to be. And Quentin and Elliot decide well basically um reaffirm to each other using their words that we are exclusive to each other with two exceptions and that is Margot and the annual orgy but uh, every other time it's just them and Margot gets to continue to be Margot and fuck whoever she wants but is still not committed well she's committed to their friendship Right, like she's yeah. still she's able to still be a part of that relationship without the like exclusivity of it. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and without the romantic love for mm-hmm. it, um, because she does love them. And in the fic, she says that Elliot's the love of her life. Yeah. In whatever way that means for her, mm-hmm. um, so that is very important that they all establish that. Yeah. Um, in verb and verbal. Yeah. <laughs> and more sex is had. There's like three more threesomes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just, just when you think you're done with the threesomes, they oh, come back. Oh, I have a line. Wait for the wait until this line. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> We're almost done. And as the fic is wrapping up, um, Julia t- talks to Quentin about how her and their friends have been working on a project to um, try and find a cure for cancer for Quentin's dad. And he's, of course, very touched by this, and it's very sweet. And Quentin also talks with Julia. He goes into more details about what happened with his ex-girlfriend because Julia knew this ex. And he tells her that I'm going to see a therapist specifically for this issue, but presumably other stuff because it is Quentin, but to specifically work out his own... um, Like the trauma of that. Yeah, the trauma of that and realizing that and dealing with it. And then uh, it cuts to... Basically the end of the fic, where all of their friends are gathered up in the common room or whatever, and they're going to watch a Lord of the Rings marathon. Oh, yeah. And my line, my my finale for the summary is, and just like the Lord of the Rings, specifically Return of the King, this fic will not fucking end. <laughs> <laughs> this fic has like seven endings it sure does. every time that i was just like that's a great line to end on it kept going yep. and it kept going yep. and going and going yep. and i was just like 
okay, <laughs> this is the one time where I'm like, some fanfic writers need editors. You can sit them <laughs> just down a second eye. and just be like, you don't need this. <laughs> just cut it. And that's the summary for that fanfic. Wow. Thoughts wow. and feelings. Dear Lord. <laughs> Alan, you go first. <laughs> sure. Um, I will say I, I did enjoy this fic. Um, I thought... Damn right you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say I was... Um, I was nervous when I saw that it was going to be a polyamory yep. um, fic because, as we've discussed, all of all of my thoughts on that, where I am currently and personally, um, and I wasn't a huge fan of the first one we read. Um, I can't remember if it was this season or last season, but there was one where they have a kid, and Quentin lives across the hall. Oh, yep, I think that was a couple episodes ago. Yeah, so it might season. be this first this was season. That the found family one. Yeah. Yes, that's, a, it, yeah. that's exactly. Yeah, because Margot and Elliot. Yeah, they, get married. Yeah, yes, yeah. that one. That one. I had trouble with that one, um, and so I was nervous that I was going to have this similar similar experience with this one. But what I really enjoyed that this one did is that you get. Um, I think it, it like bounces. It does third person, and it does it jumps around between Quentin Elliot and Margot. So you get a really good scope of the feelings and what they're thinking, and it's all laid out from the beginning. It, it oftentimes I have issues with Margot and Elliot's like relationship when it gets into like the romance or like the sex and like the intimacy in other Quelliot fics I've read because I'm just like I, I'm not hardwired that way, and I think part of it is that I don't like the messiness of it, like the mm-hmm. ambiguity. And a lot of fics justify, and probably rightly so from what I understand of the characters, a lot of fics say like, oh, but people knew that that's just Quentin, uh, that, that's just Elliot and Margot. Like, that's mm-hmm. just how they were, which is fine, but not an explanation to me. <laughs> like, it, just, <laughs> it does nothing for me to delineate any type of lines or boundaries. And I thought that this fic was really good about talking those through. And like, Margot was always like, can I join? Like, and she was very conscious to like, make eye contact with Elliot, like, can I do this? You know, can I jump in? And it was, to me, I thought that was delightful. Um, There was an exorbitant amount of sex. Dear Lord, to the point, by the end, I was sexed out. I was like, I think I'm done. Same. Um, (laughs) By those final sex scenes after uh, Quentin and Elliot had their, like, second time together by themselves, and um, Margot joined, and they had their, you know, discussion about their relationship. All the other sex scenes, I just read the dialogue. (laughs) Because I just couldn't take it anymore. Okay. <laughs> Excuse the fuck out of me for understanding the assignment. You did not. I did understand the assignment. No, you did not. Yes, I did. Well, We're going to get into that. Oh, boy. No. Hang on. Let me finish my thoughts <laughs> yeah, before you go ahead. I think Caitlin has more thoughts. Um, I... So, yeah, I really enjoyed that aspect. I, I thought that the relationship was really well done. Um, I loved that... I love that Quentin had friends in this one. So he usually has Julia as a friend, and like sometimes other people are like friendly acquaintance type people. But these was like this was clearly like they were friends. Like they went to bat for Quentin, including Penny, which I'm like sometimes that doesn't happen in fix, you know, mm-hmm. which fair with his character and even Alice. I thought that that was really sweet. I enjoy a good like strong friend family core. Um, what I had issues with was uh, the length i think it, it it desperately needed some like editing i think just dramaturgically um <laughs> <laughs> it was just a little long-winded and um i am biting my tongue mm-hmm. uh-huh. and and the end i thought that by the end quentin was written almost it just felt like almost too childlike for me it, like in the way that he was interacting with like with uh with elliot mm-hmm. um it just it felt odd to me like i was like "Ooh, this is a little too like 
age playy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they hadn't specifically talked about age play, so it to me it felt more like a um, oh we're trying to make sure that you understand Quentin is submissive, but it it was a little too much in my opinion by the end. Um, Would yeah. you say it squicked you? Uh, it did squick me. Yeah, a little yep. bit. The ending did. I just like using that word around you because it makes you It cringe. squicks me. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that's a good segue to go into my thoughts. Yeah, oh, let me, no! <laughs> let me double check the tags because I want to see. No, and now it's the tags because I want to see if they actually tagged the age, age play stuff. Nope. Nope. Um, and they didn't, te- the fic doesn't, techni- not even technically, it doesn't use the general tag for daddy kink or mommy kink. It uses, like, the fandom-specific tag mm-hmm. for, like, Elliot's canonical daddy kink. Margot has a touch of mommy kink, too. That's fine. But I am very much an advocate of properly tag your shit with the general tags. Because there are people that don't like that stuff, and they'll include it in their, uh, their exclude it mm-hmm. in their search on AO3. And if that shit isn't properly tagged, it's not going to be excluded. So... Kaylin, I have found out that the, the tags don't matter. <laughs> people, don't, people don't follow them. Ellen knows from experience that people don't read the tags. <laughs> it's true. But when they're trying to avoid stuff, yeah, they I don't think that's read fair. the tags. But when they're trying to avoid stuff and they're using AO3's exclusion search, mm-hmm. then that's important for when you tag your stuff. Yeah, I agree. I, th- yeah. I think that's a fair point. I think if they wanted, to, you could have both, I think. Yeah. But as long yeah, as you, you have, have a way for people to like, you need to have the general exclude tag. It. The yeah. general tag has to be included. You can include include your little fandom uh, jokes and stuff, mm-hmm. and like fandom specific tags, but also include the general tag. Um, and that's just a PSA for all fanfic writers out there: use the general tag, as well as other fun stuff. But that specifically, do that. And also, like you said, age play is also not tagged, <laughs> which is also important. Um, I did not read that as age play. Oh, it, interesting. It, to, it, to me, that's how it that's how it read. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I read it that way too. Hmm. Especially for those, it was like the last sex scene. I the think. very last one was where it got super. Like I was like, oh, this is like this feels like strange to me. This feels like out of somewhere. Yeah. To me, it didn't feel like out of nowhere. It just felt like an ex um like an escalation ex- escalation. Thank you. Yeah. And. But I was still like, this was not included in the tags, but I could, I can see it coming. But yeah, I was just kind of like, whatever. So Erin said earlier, and she's told me multiple times that this is one of, she was debating between two fics and this was the spiciest one she chose. And I, I said was it was like, spicier. The spicier. <laughs> Which is important. Yes. And I was like, ooh, wait, yay, I can't wait. Cause I knew that Erin does uh, read BDSM. And so I opened up the fic and I saw the tags and I was like, hmm, because specifically it, there's one in particular that's Dom sub undertones, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is fine. That's not what I was looking for <laughs> and what I was want in when I'm looking for personally me specifically BDSM. I do not want undertones. I want it to be the tone. <laughs> Caitlin, have we ever once on this podcast <laughs> picked fix with the actual tag that we are talking about? So it doesn't true. need the tag because my fic doesn't have the literal BDSM tag, but it is very much a BDSM relationship. And it's all about that. In my opinion, you will tell me what you think later on. Mm-hmm. 
And like, yeah, there's a lot, a lot, as we said, kinky sex, but it's also like, hmm, it was just the same kinks over and over and over again, which is fine, (laughs) but they weren't really explored in different ways. And that's kind of what I was hoping for was different explorations of kinks or using those kinks in different ways. I think that's a fair assessment too, because I think... What what it get, comes down to is that this fic is plot driven, and the BDSM or like the all of the kink stuff is additional. It's not a it's not a story driven by that. Yeah, the um the three of them and El- and neither Elliot or and Quentin are specifically in a BDSM relationship. Mm-hmm. That is not a requirement for them. Right. It's something that they enjoy, but it is not something that they require. That they, that they need in this relationship. I feel that. Um, I did enjoy during those sex scenes that there was like negotiation, uh, um, negotiation for kinks and stuff without going into too literal of like, okay, let's sit down. What do you like? What you, you don't. And it was very much in the moment, which mm-hmm. felt right for them as a throuple mm-hmm. and for the fic. Yeah. And same with like the way Elliot and Margot would just kind of like check in with each other and be like, is this okay? Do you want, are you okay with me doing this? And um, especially with Margot, like you said, asking, can I join? Are you okay? Um, when Quentin, when Elliot admits that he's in love with Quentin, she even says, are you, do you want me to stop fucking him? Yeah. She's like, like she's, she's making trapped. sure that he's okay. Cause she, the last thing she wants is to hurt him. Yeah. Um, so I did like that. What were the other things I liked? <laughs> where are my notes? Shut up. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing that there's like hints of stuff. Like there's hints of Quentin going into subspace without him actually going that deep mm. or without them exploring it. Right. So I would have actually enjoyed either a sequel. I-, I would probably enjoy if there was like a sequel or if there was a just more deeper exploration of that. Yeah. And... The way that they feel about that. And same thing with like the daddy kink and the mommy kink and the age play. If there was just a little bit more exploration and not just like, hey, this is hot. Oh, and then the spanking. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Which was great. But um, when they first, I think it was Margo that first brings it up. (laughs) I see your face. (laughs) (laughs) So it was great. End of sentence. <laughs> yeah. There's no but. like, thank you. Other than that's the that's it. Right. <laughs> um, I think it's Margo that first, like, brings up the idea of punishment. I think it's Margo. Could be. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's Margo or Elliot. One, one of them. them. One of, but one okay, of them brings up the be. idea of punishments. And I was just like, ooh, finally. But it's not real punishments. It's sexy punishments. Where it's like, <laughs> ooh, you've been a bad boy. Thank. <laughs> and not just like. No, you you know violated the terms of our agreement. Right, you're in trouble. It's just like ooh, it was which is hot. Yeah, but I want more. We have very different needs in fanfiction. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Yep, we are different people. We are as much as people. we are the same. We are also different. We are very different. So I have opinions. <laughs> <laughs> what a shock! I, I know shock of all shocks. Well, I think everything you raise is interesting, but and fair, and I think you are. All, all the things that you're talking about make sense when you sort of like walk it through. It is interesting because we have very different interests in 
the aspects of BDSM mm-hmm. that are important to us in a fix situation. Mm-hmm. Because I, re- as we know, I don't like contrivances. So when things get into the really heavily like contract negotiation, like really heavy into the scene, which is important in a real like, just like that is not the stuff that is particularly interesting to me or mm-hmm. whatever. It's the dynamics of the interplay between the characters and how those the like questions of control and intimacy come into play. That's what I'm interested in, and that's what this fic is 100 percent about mm-hmm. is navigating that. I can see that, yeah. So you you enjoy like how that interplays with like their own like right. issues, their like traumas or what they bring to right. the table, or just yeah. sort of like how their personalities come through in yeah. these like scenarios. And so I have very little interest in the like. In the, the BDSM aspect yeah, of BDSM. But that makes sense for me. If you yeah. yeah, no, 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 no for like, sure. It's very much about the interpersonal relationship. And I think yeah. that, and like, and like we've spoken to before, there is value in like just taking characters that you like and exploring a different topic and like how they would react in that. Yeah. I come scenario. back to this fic a lot. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's important to me. Good. Well, it's like one of the, I read, there's this section in I think the last chapter where they have a conversation. They're like in the middle of it one of their many threesomes Mm -hmm. or they're just at the end of it and q is like you guys are so good at sex and margo and elliot are like yeah it was really all us sarcastically like they're saying it as sarcasm and he goes well i'm not very good at it yeah and he's serious yeah and they're like what like they have they're like you cannot be serious you cannot think this about yourself and he's like well i'm good at being play-doh like i'll do whatever you mold i'll be whatever you mold me into and Margot almost like throws up. She's yeah. like, she's so upset by this. Mm-hmm. And Elliot is like almost going to cry. And they're both like, no, no, no. Like you are not important to us because we've molded you into some shape that we want you to be in. You're important to us because you're you mm-hmm. and we love you. And it would be like, it, that is true regardless mm-hmm. of all of this. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Margot sort of lightens the mood and is like, you don't have to like, basically turn yourself into a stepford wife for us um it makes a fandom like a reference like a nerdy reference that i didn't get so i don't remember but she references some like tv show or something oh yeah that's right where the wife turns into whatever the husband wants after mm-hmm. they get married elliot also doesn't I'll, elliot also doesn't understand the reference we are all elliots in yeah. this case so and quentin thinks that's like funny and it like lightens the mood but i reread that section all the time that's mm-hmm. a good one yeah. yeah yeah it has it it has great moments I, and mm-hmm. i do think that the way that they explore the relationship again is very well done mm-hmm. i really and this is one of if not my favorite like elliot Margot interplays like how mm-hmm. they handled that that it was really well done yep. and when i said spicier caitlin i literally meant more sex <laughs> 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 that was literally what i meant <laughs> maybe you maybe that. you should have just a little less i should have well, I overdid it on the old bay. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, this is the equivalent of like being like, I'm gonna try something new and then put too much old bay on it. So yeah, I mean, this in terms of like the spice factor about it is certainly more just because like I don't tend to read things that are this outright smutty. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was like, this is this is a vacation to Smutville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really was escape to Smutville. Yeah. This could have literally been your smut fix submission. True. Could have been a smut fix submission. Uh, if we remember, I failed that as high. <laughs> I, yeah, but, you and did. you failed this one. It's I great. Did. I did not fail. <laughs> you said I did. I did not. We caught that fail on audio. the assignment. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> Shush. I'm just kidding. You, you are a guest in this house. <laughs> Can I say, though, uh, something else that I really liked from this fic that I'm just now remembering. Um, many times, which cause I think it's canon, the whole Ibiza trip and the magic orgies. Yeah, it is. This is the first time we've seen it. Yep. And usually I'm full of trepidation because I don't like, like infidelity and like all of that stuff. But, yep. you know. Um, it was so cool. I loved getting yeah. that aspect of it. I don't know how much of it is like actual show or. You we know. don't ever really see Ibiza or Tragic. Well, yeah, Culto in Magicians the show. was not on HBO. No, they it was on Sci Fi. So there's certain elements of this that were taken from canon and then extrapolated into this. I personally agree with you. I think this is one of the best interpretations of Encanto I loved Culto. it. I thought it was really cool. I love the whole thing with the elders and like. The how elders was cool. Like, that was very interesting. I also like that. ancient beings. And also really, really loved the like people going for different things so, like you eat the food and it like reminds you of what is it was well, like home or like, you, yeah. like so you eat anything and it like memories of things that you've yeah like, one uh margo says like um the, the cake tastes like a sunset or something like yeah. that yeah yeah and, and or like some are there for the drugs some are there for yeah. like everyone's there for different things yeah so like the the thing that everyone partakes in is, is different but like it just i thought it was so cool very well done yeah and they have a sort of interesting moment too where they're like it's really easy to sort of become like too into this yeah like this sucks you in if you're not careful mm-hmm. and that i thought was kind of interesting too in general i find this we this is like vague, somehow one of like my comfort fix that i go back to <laughs> that's but, so interesting so do you reread it annually <laughs> no i do not reread it annually i literally like jump through different yeah. like you would have to it, it's so I long remember <laughs> Would you stop it? <laughs> there are certain sections I go back to and reread. And yeah. I think there's something about, like, oh, we're going to get a little too serious now. There's something about that, particularly the way that this fic is, like, it's about I love you for you, mm-hmm. regardless mm-hmm. of what you do for me. Mm-hmm. That was a thing I needed. Yeah. And sometimes still need. Yeah. yeah. And I so that's fair. I come back to this a lot for that. I love that. I'm sorry it didn't suit your BDSM taste, Caitlin. <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't BDSM enough for you, Caitlin. (laughs) But it was emotionally fulfilling for me. I'm glad for that. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I don't remember the tag being emotionally fulfilling, but okay. Did I fucking ask you, Al? (laughs) I just wanna I wanna have one where she fails. (laughs) Like I failed. No, you didn't fail. No, it it was like it was a reach when I did smut. It was a reach. Yeah. You had to squint. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I fulfilled the terms of the assignment. But that, I think that brings us to everyone's favorite part. What do we rate this? Uh, Caitlin would... Caitlin rates it, right? <laughs> Are you rating it too? I'm rating it too. Okay. And then we average it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we can do that. That's what we've done with the guest readings. Yep. Would you like to start? Sure. Think carefully. <laughs> I wrote it down already. Oh, I love that. Where are my notes? 3.7. I'll take it. It's fine. That was mine too. That's my <laughs> I'm so sorry. So with brownie points, it's a four. <laughs> well, <Nope>. that was... <laughs> Listeners, I wish that you could see my vantage point because I said, that was mine too. Looked over at Aaron and Aaron's face dropped. <laughs> and I was like... No, you were supposed to fix that, Alan. I, I also, you were the curve, bitch. I, <laughs> there is no curve tonight. I, I, st- I think it's it's very well done. It has incredible, like, it, like it's great relationship um, dynamics. I think that it, a lot of the world, heart, a lot of the world building was really interesting. Um, uh, but I think it was just a little long-winded. It could have used with a little I'll take long-winded. Editing. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. It is a very long fic. And it could definitely be cut down. Yeah. But I also, there's, 
everybody has their indulgence fix, right? Yeah, for yeah, sure. A hundred percent. We are going to be talking about one of mine. Yep. <laughs> as discussed. <laughs> I already know Erin has a lot to say about it because I know there's stuff in there she does not like. Well, uh-huh. I get to tell the summary. You so do get you to tell the summary and I will chime in. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I feel like I'm in danger. <laughs> well, <laughs> moving forward. No. But now. Well, I don't take these things personally, Erin. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. Yikes. Then when I'd like to report a murder. <laughs> Don't you can't preemptively report the murder. Then <laughs> woman I'll call back in twenty minutes. <laughs> place is gonna be like another two hours. <laughs> we have to fight. <laughs> Uh, which one do we want to read next? I think Aaron should talk about the one that I submitted. Agreed. I yes. think we should end with Caitlin's. Okay. Yeah. All right, friends. So a little palate cleanser for us all. A nice little short burst of energy. <laughs> Alan submitted a fic called Good Boy. So this fic is also on AO3, as most of our fics are. Mm-hmm. It is a good old Stucky fic. So we are firmly in our camps today. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Um, it is, the author's, uh, name is Tried Un, Untour? Tried and Tried Untour? Yeah, I thought it was Tried thought, Untrue when I first re- uh-huh. typed it in and I was like, that's incorrect. Is yep. it, like, Untrue, like, Adventure? Tried, tried, tried Untrue? Tried Untrue? I apologize to the author of this fic, but you have a very difficult to pronounce <laughs> username. Um, and the summary says... Bucky is still adjusting to life with the Avengers, and Steve is willing to do whatever it takes to make him feel comfortable. Increasingly, though, what seems to make him comfortable is strangely intimate. Surprise, Steve! You're a gentle dom, and Bucky wants to be your pretty pet! Um, so, this fic is a cool 13,473 words, which is delightful. And it starts off with Steve and um, Bucky hanging out, and Steve is drawing, and... Bucky's napping and it's a whole thing. I didn't take notes, so this is going to be an adventure. Yeah, well, it, this is going to be a tried adventure. It was still an ad- <laughs> adventure, yeah. even with my notes. So basically, like to do some really like broad stroke storytelling because we do have another long fic to talk yep. about. Steve and Bucky have this sort of like ca- friendship, casual friendship. Um, they spend a lot of time together. Bucky is still healing from all of the things that he's been through. It ends up with a lot of sort of platonic touching and like spending a lot of time together. And over the course of time, it sort of starts to become that Bucky, it like indicates an interest in more and like more physical intimacy and stuff like that. And that kind of freaks Steve out. (laughs) So they're like, they will spend quiet mornings together. Steve will draw, but he'll hide his drawings from Bucky because he doesn't want to see that he's sketching him. So like, you also know that Steve has feelings from the start, even if Steve doesn't realize that that's what it is. Um, So like, they have this one instance where like or steve like early on in the fic steve suggests that um you know bucky has a lot of energy he's like why don't we go spar like why don't we go fight so they do that and uh bucky does really well and like it seems to work out really well and it kind of it kind of devolves into like a thing (laughs) and but steve doesn't really realize it and then he sends him to go shower and bucky to go shower and Bucky's in the shower for like 20 minutes. And Steve is like, are you dead? <laughs> What's <laughs> happening? And Bucky's just been standing in the shower for like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Clearly like coming down from this sparring session that he like had worked himself up in. And like, I don't know if the implication is that he's like had jerked off in the shower or if it's like that he was like coming, basically giving himself aftercare. Mm-hmm. I read it more as like an aftercare situation um and steve is like are you good and bucky's like yeah i'm fine and then like rushes through his shower and they move on with their life at this point in time steve is sort of talking vaguely to sam about things sam acts as all of 
their therapists in every fic. And so, uh, at one point, um, like, while Steve and Bucky are sitting around in their apartment or whatever, Steve starts playing with Bucky's hair. And it Bucky sort of maneuvers it to be more of, like, a choking thing. And Steve bolts. <laughs> and after he, he had talked to Sam about Bucky before, at this point, he's like, I need to talk to somebody about this because I have no fucking clue what's going on. And it seems like something much bigger than what I thought this was. And Sam is like, have you talked to Bucky? <laughs> like, have you used your words? <laughs> and Steve's like, no. Is it a sex thing? <laughs> and Sam's like, you have to talk to Bucky, my dear. Like, I don't know what to tell you. But they do have a sort of interesting conversation where he, Steve is having a moment of like, well, is he conflating what are like our lives with like what Hydra did to him? And Sam's like, mm, I don't think they cuddled him and like played with his hair. <laughs> I really don't think that's what hap- it's happening here. But you need to talk to Bucky. Like he's the only one that's going to be able to give you the answers that you're looking for. And be patient about it because you're going through some shit, my dude. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> and uh, Steve's like, cool. And when Steve goes back to Bucky and he's like, hey, we got to talk about it. Bucky's like, we don't have to talk about it. We don't We don't have to <laughs> talk about it. It's fine. We don't have to talk about it. So they talk about it. And Steve is like, well, after everything, I figured you'd want to be in control. Like, I would figured you'd want to have control back. And Bucky's like, oh, no. Like, I have to be in such high control of myself all the time in every second of every day that like i just want someone to take to take that control for a little bit and mm-hmm. like make it so that way like i'm safe and i don't have to worry about it and i trust you to do that so that is sort of the start kind of of like this new dynamic or like the more sort of like official start of the dynamic oh and they start negotiating things mm-hmm. just sort of, not like contracty stuff but <laughs> steve is like so you wanted me to touch your hair yes still good and bucky's like uh yes <laughs> which like relatable bucky okay i understand true <laughs> and they also uh, agree on a safe word yes which I, was very agree on a safe word. I literally wrote down safe word yes we good love, we love that for them they choose jersey and yes. as the safe word and i love that every time like steve checks in he's like are you anywhere near the state yeah. <laughs> so truly broad strokes from here they start developing more of a relationship around this dynamic of Steve being in control and Bucky relinquishing control. And there are a couple of different instances of that happening when, you know, Bucky has a rough day or if he like really disobeys an order or something and just needs somebody to like pull him back in line. Steve is the person he goes to and that like continues, but it's not sexual for a really long time Mm -hmm. until basically the end of the fic, they have a little bit of a blow up where, Steve was kind of like, well, I don't want to take it like where Steve is coming from, although he is poor at communicating this is he's like, I don't want to take advantage of you when you're vulnerable. And I my feelings for you and me acting on those feelings for you feels like taking advantage of you because you don't think of me that way. And he does not communicate this effectively. (laughs) And they have a fight and Bucky's like, you didn't even fucking ask me what I feel for you. And that's the problem. (laughs) So they have a fight. Um because Steve doesn't want to fuck around with Bucky and for and poorly communicates his reason why. In the resolution of the fight, it becomes clear that they both have feelings for each other. Do you want to have sex? Have sex. <laughs> Everything is grand. Yeah. And that's their that's their relationship. Yes. Yep. That is the shortest summary I've ever given of anything in my entire life. It is Congratulations. true. I'm proud of you. Yep. Um it was delightful. 
it was a really nice change of pace <laughs> after <laughs> the two that we sent you. And, uh, and who doesn't love some good Stucky dynamic? I mean, it wasn't like, you know, it's not necessarily something that I'd like write home about, but it was yeah. like, it was delightful. It was sweet. I yeah. really liked the dynamic between the two. I wish would there had been... It's very much from Steve's point of view. I wish we'd gotten a little bit more of Bucky's mm. internal process, but that would be my only complaint with it. Mm-hmm. I feel that. It was a good time. Yeah. I loved this. Yes, Caitlin, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. When I finished it, I was just like, did Alan like look at the tags of the fake I sent? Because this is like literally the same <laughs> I was just stuff. noticing that. I was just like, either Alan <laughs> saw the tags and was just like, hmm, how can I please our guest or I think we have like discussed this that we have a lot of similarities. I think we do <laughs> with like stuff that we enjoy reading in fan fiction. <laughs> it's just like Alan is just like a different version of me. He's a different <laughs> variant of me. And um, and I'm over here like, what are you all on? Can I say that like when when Caitlin was talking about this tag, I just looked over and Aaron was furiously scrolling up to look at the tags. Yeah. Yes, I was like, what is it? And I was like, oh yeah. And I really liked, like, their fight that they had. That fight started because Bucky tried to initiate a blowjob with Steve in the showers. That's what it was. Steve, safe words out. The Dom, even though they're not necessarily using those terms, Mm -hmm. he is the Dom in the situation, and he safe words out. And people that are just vaguely aware of BDSM never realize that doms can safe word out too yeah that they can have limits that they can be like i'm not comfortable with this for whatever reason so i appreciated that that type of situation was in this sweet little fic and mm-hmm. i was just like it's nice to see different parts of a bdsm relationship in um, these shorter fics that you might not expect yeah so i really liked that what was the other thing that i enjoyed um, just all the other, all the kinks in it. <laughs> yeah, it yes. was nice. I it thought it culminated similar. in a really good uh, sex scene up uh, up against the window. Yes. <laughs> I was, was like, like, yes. Oh, yes, because there, then there was that whole, like, there was a bit of voyeur play, too, where it was like, there was like a very far away there. There was a woman working in an office, yeah, but obviously can't see this far. Yeah, because they're in uh, Avengers slash Stark Tower. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, yeah, they're really high up, but the windows are open and there's clearly people in the office uh, offices across the street. And they could just as easily turn, look over and see something. They might not. Yeah. They could. I thought that was spicy AF. <laughs> I hated it. I loved it. I, that's and I'm not an exhibitionist, so I was just like, no. that's hot. <laughs> nope. That was a big old squick for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have to... No, I have to decide that these windows are tinted. <laughs> I did. I was like, these windows are tinted. She can't see them. It's okay. Yeah, it was It was great. I had a great time. I was very happy to read it. Good job, Alan. Yay, I'm glad you enjoyed it. You ready to rate it, Aaron? Sure. <laughs> 3.7. <laughs> That's fair. Yep. Caitlin? 4.4. Fuck you. <laughs> Absolutely yes. fucking not. What no. is that? What is that average out to? Like a four point one? Two point three. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. That's not how that works. I'm being a little vindictive. Uh, no, it is good. It's, yeah, no. I yeah. Three point seven sounds about yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right where I I would have put you. Yeah. In my head. Nice. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. 
I was glad I found something that was 13,000 words. Yeah, that was appreciated. Yes. Oh, that was the uh, right The PDF call. version of that was 28 pages. A sensible pamphlet. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Reynolds pamphlet? The, the Reynolds pamphlet. A novella, if you will. <laughs> all right okay alan here we go yeah hang on let me let's bear in mind that we're already an hour and a half into this recording tough shit (laughs) feel free to just do bullet points Uh, oh i'm i'm gonna have to okay so moving on to what caitlin sent in uh caitlin sent us needs must uh it's on archive of our own and it is written by that other perv which a great great author name congrats i love and as we have previously discussed, this is a Suits uh, fanfic. Our second one on the show, the first one also being a Caitlin Rack, back in our Pizza Boy uh, episode was the word I was looking for. Uh, the summary reads, When Grammy needs an upgrade in care, Mike knows that the usual one-off gig as a paid submissive won't be enough. He takes a job that he's been refusing for a while, a long-term, full-time contract. He expects his client to be a sadistic asshole. He expects not to like it. He's wrong on both counts. And boy, if that isn't a great summary for, <laughs> for what we're about to <laughs> venture is, into. That's uh, it. Yes. So very broad strokes again. Um, so the fic starts with Mike needing money for his grandmother, which I remember being a plot point from the first fic we read. So I guess in the show, Grammy needs help. Yep. <laughs> this is similar to the quality fic. This is an AU version of season one. Oh, yes. I remember. Which is also that. what Pizza Boy AU was. It was also an AU of season one. I love that. There's a lot of these in the Suits fandom. <laughs> I love that for us. Um, yes. Yeah, so Grams needs an upgrade in care uh, and Mike needs money because he is working at as a delivery boy in the in the day during the day and then doing something else at night um he takes uh, stints as a paid submissive every now and then um from lewis yes lewis in this au he runs like um not a brothel but like a paid submissive agency yeah um through a club uh, through like a kink club that he runs like as as a side service type thing um it's on the down low under the books under the table it's off the table under the books under the books there we go that's it um yes so he does this and uh, as the summary mentioned there's been a client that really wants him um but mike has not wanted to because it's a full-time gig basically and he is not quite ready to, to do that and in mike's head he doesn't like the submissive part of it he's just like this is just a job uh, it's good money and i like i don't get anything out of it uh, so he lays his terms out for Lewis and he's like, this is how much I need. And Lewis is like, you're not getting that, but I'll ask. And then, uh, the, the client is Harvey, Harvey Specter. Uh, and so he, he asks to meet Mike and they kind of hash over what the requirements would be. Um, and they agree on a trial run of a weekend, two days to just kind of see if they're going to be a fit before they sign anything. And it's a pretty like uh, extensive contract. It's like mm-hmm. Mike mm-hmm. Uh, isn't allowed to do drugs, which is fair. He's He can be subjective to truck, drug tests at any point. He uh, it has to be exclusive. They have to get uh, STI tests. They uh, Whenever he, get, he comes to Harvey's apartment, he has to be fully naked by the time he gets out of the elevator, like the private elevator into Harvey's uh, place. Uh, he is only ever allowed to be fed, like, by Harvey. He can't, like, eat as long as he's, like, in on his regular hours. So they settle on, like, a full 
schedule where he's on call some days and he has a day off to go see his grandmother and i was like wow mm-hmm. and the benefits package was great yeah. <laughs> i will say the i finished the first like two or three chapters by the time they get to like the first sex scene that there is between them i was like wow where do I get me one of these? <laughs> I would love nothing more. You and I had very different reactions. I, I was like, you should have at least two days off. <laughs> Aaron says labor oh, rights. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Is where this, is your union? Is it so hard to like spend the day in a fucking penthouse? Yes. <laughs> Getting hand fed by this gorgeous lawyer. Are you kidding me? Still a job. I, I felt so suffocated by that. <laughs> oh, I like. Wow. You similarly differ. Very, very different. different. Very different. Was, My reaction to that was literally like, no. Literally, hard I, pass. I remember finishing and I was like, I need to use the bathroom. I went to the bathroom and I was, when I was using the bathroom, washing my hands, I was like, man, all I'm thinking right now is I want me one of these. No. <laughs> Where do I get one? I literally was like, I would fucking never. Well, like, that that doesn't surprise You're me in any out. way, shape, or form. No. Just knowing your like your preferences for any type of relationship. So, yeah. like, I knew you were gonna hate that. My preference is <laughs> leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at me. Yeah. Um. So yes. Uh, eventually, they like sign the contract. Uh, Grammy isn't like good care, and they start. Uh, you get a good view of what uh Mike's days are as a paid submissive for Harvey. Uh, basically, a lot of lounging, like a lot of sitting, and like cuddling his leg basically as a like a pet like hands running through his hair kind of thing um and something that i'd forgotten from the first fic is that mike has um eidetic memory is that how you say it eidetic eidetic um basically photographic uh, memory yes so he like remembers everything and so there are times where he is like bored because harvey's always working is the thing and so he will like he read the hobbit (laughs) in his head again he's like i'm just gonna skip through my favorite parts of the hobbit and that was really cool and at times uh, harvey's like oh well go pick out a book and just like amuse yourself somehow and so mike always gets the law books and he's like memorizing all of this so eventually when harvey starts reading out loud to him as a like soothing type of thing mike is able to start being like oh by the way your client's getting screwed over in that deal page 1415 and harvey's like i'm sorry and there's a good point where like because mike is like half asleep when he says this and he, he just hears harvey like flip through the pages and he says how did you know what page and Mike, as he's going to sleep, says, I count it as you turn <laughs> and goes to sleep. And so that's like the first sign to Harvey. We're like, oh, this guy is like not a not just great at being a submissive, but also it has like a brilliant mind. And, and it's also because it's not just because he reads the law books is because before his life turned, you know, a downward mm-hmm. spiral, it's because he wanted to be a lawyer. Yeah. Before things went wrong. Yeah, he so just... he's already like into lo- learning about the law and stuff. But he is interested, and so he reads the law books. And there's even a line where Mike thinks that um, Harvey was probably expecting him to pick, like, one of the fictional Mm -hmm. novels, but is probably surprised that he's actually reading the law book, and he finishes it and isn't just, like, bored. Mm -hmm. And so that's Harvey being like, what's up with you? You're not just cute. You're... There's something else. There's something else, yeah. And so that eventually leads us to what is the premise of Suits, I assume, where uh, Harvey offers, uh, or more more so tells Mike that he's going to start as a paralegal at... uh, Pearson Hardman. Pearson Hardman, thank you. Um, It's so nice having someone who knows the show in the room. And so begins Mike's journey as like a paralegal, and he's really good at it with his memory, and like he's just obviously... He's devouring the work like with someone who hasn't 
like who loves what he's doing but hasn't had the chance to which is really fascinating um they he's still subbing um and it just the schedule gets a little more wonky he has to renegotiate terms there's a whole renegotiating of things where he's like can we can we make things a little less like um because his day off used to be saturday because harvey would have to work on saturdays but now that mike is also working saturday he's like well that does no does me no good so can i have a different day off and i don't want to wait till 7 30 if i'm here and ready to be a sub at like five can it just be like whenever we're ready and so they renegotiate and it makes it more of an open type thing like oh yeah just whenever we're feeling it but what that in turn does is it makes it feel more like a relationship and so mike immediately realizes oh fuck i'm in love with this dude which wouldn't we all be <laughs> except Aaron. except Aaron. So, yes. yeah. Thank you. i was like mm, no i could pass <laughs> mm-hmm. um there's a there's a moment too where harvey has a really bad week where he doesn't want to like see mike and it's Basically, because he has just had to go to court against um, Scotty, who is his ex um, and the last submissive he had. And it's like, ooh. And dur- during this point, Mike has found an old collar. Because so, uh, Mike has his own collar that he puts on every time. Um, and while looking for a different like kitchen supply one morning, he finds this box with this other collar, and he's like, oh, shit. And it very obviously affects Harvey. Um, and the whole story there is that, you know, his ex left him five days before their wedding, and, like, it's basically traumatized Harvey to a point where he doesn't want to, like, have feelings ever again. Uh, which is, of course, shortly after thereafter is when Harvey realizes he's in love with Mike, uh, and he's promptly freaks out one night when Mike is working late and instead of going over to Harvey's, he decides to stop by his own apartment, which he hasn't seen in months because he just spends it at Harvey's basically almost moved in at Harvey's, but he was really keyed up from all the coffee he had and he finished up earlier than he thought he would. And he's like, I'm just going to go to my apartment and see what it's like. And he fell asleep there. The next morning, Harvey is pissed, like so angry. He's like, where the fuck were you? And Mike's like, well, I told you I was going to be working late. And Harvey said, yeah, working here. Where were you? You weren't here. And Mike's like, well, I went to my own apartment. You know, I I have my own apartment. And that's Harvey's like, oh, Mike still has like a backup plan. He's like, he's not fully into this. And so he fires Mike as a sub right there. And it was the most devastating thing to happen in my morning. (laughs) Well, not right there. Because Harvey also, like, at least how I've always read it, he realizes, fuck, I also, I myself forgot this is a job. And he knows that he has crossed the line. Yeah. And so he dismisses Mike. And then later on in the day, he explains to him that um, he tells him (laughs) that you're going to go back to school and get your degree so that you can then go to law school. And he uses that as also an excuse to end their relationship. Yeah, like you won't have enough time. Yeah. And it's and he's like, it's time, Mike. Oh, yeah, because it's and like, it's, it was always going to end. Yeah. And it is oh. devastating. Yeah, you saying this gives me chills. I'm like, oh, I read that and I was like, no. Nah! Oh, there is a scene that I need to talk oh, about. Oh, my God. Because I know, I have a feeling you feel the oh, same way. Probably. Um, so this devastates Mike, Caitlin, and Alan. Yes. <laughs> All at once. Aaron doesn't care. Aaron was like, eh. And I'm sitting there being like, mm, it's a little weird to fuck your boss. Maybe you should end this relationship. That's probably a good idea. Where is your sense of adventure? It's oh, called fiction, no. Aaron. <laughs> Even in my fictional world, I'm like, that's a you problem. You're, not, you're no fun. No, I... Uh, 
keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so that happens. Mike is devastated, goes home early, and he's like, I can't do this. And like, he hasn't been high for nearly, for, I think it's either six months or a year. It's been a Almost while. A year. Almost a year since he was been, he's been employed as a sub. He hasn't gotten high. And he goes over to his friend Trevor's and like, he says, fuck it. I guess I'm, I'm not going to get drug tested by my dom. I'm just going to get high. So yeah. he has like a mini bender. Yeah. Um, and also he experiences, of course, extreme sub drop. Yeah. Yeah. And it's rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor baby. And so he goes, he's like, I'm going to go talk to Harvey. <laughs> and he goes to Harvey's apartment in like the middle of the night. And he's like basically staring at the, at the part of the building. And he's like, I should go in. I should go in. And then he hears Harvey come, like he hears Harvey's voice down the street. He turns and Harvey's coming with like this very beautiful woman and Mike sees him. And Harvey sends the unnamed woman into his building. Is like, wait for me. And that is like the last straw for Mike, Caitlin, and Alan. Because <laughs> Mike is devastated. It's like, oh, not only have I been fired, I have already been replaced. And he tucks tail and runs off. And thus begins a very painful six months of, like, feeling unwell. And it's very obvious that Mike is, like, trying to drown himself in work so that he doesn't think about Harvey. And, like, the fact that Harvey is very pointedly uh, ignoring him. Like, even all of his assignments that come from Harvey just come through, like, the, the office mail. It's not, it's no contact like there used to be. That eventually leads uh, Mike into a club, the club that Lewis owns. Um, and he starts experimenting with, uh, w- with like, impact play particularly, or in the first uh, session he goes, with Matt. Uh, and Matt is very nice, very lovely. Um, and in the middle of the first impact play session, uh, Mike bursts into tears. And, like, is just... And if I remember correctly, it's the first time in the fic that he bursts into tears. Um, where, like, it's... Because he's just been angry and stewing in it, and he's been repressing all of that. And this allowed him to, like have that cathartic moment and i was like you poor baby the first time that i read that chapter when it got posted and i got to that scene i sobbed i was dying and uh the second time i reread it also sobbed uh i haven't cried since then because i know it's coming yeah but it's like that it was very affecting has stayed in my mind since Literally since that chapter, it's so obviously, beautiful. and that was published. This fake was published in two thousand twelve. Yeah, so that fi- that scene has stayed in my mind for years. It's a good one, yeah, for sure. And I think it like talks a lot about the characterization of Mike, especially in the fic. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very well done. Um, and that so that breaks the ice for Mike to start moving past the anger trying to work past not just letting that fuel his life and he starts like going like he makes friends with tessa and all of the other people and other people in the club and he starts going to like these parties where he where tessa does bondage and he is blindfolded and all these people are like petting him and it's like he's getting that uh that release that uh that feeling that he wants oh, and he it. learns because um there's a line earlier where he thought to himself he was worried that heart only harvey could give that feeling oh, yeah. to him and so that's kind of why he goes to the club to explore that and see if he can still get that feeling from someone else. Right. So he's able to explore other kinks, other um, forms of play, and also experience some other doms. And he also tries topping. Yeah. He's, and he actually enjoys He tops it. a lot. Yeah. That, we don't see mentioned. it. Which yeah. I was a little like, I wish I could have at least seen one scene. But that's okay. Yeah, um, there was a lot. Still, there was a lot to go, and so as he as he's getting more uh, comfortable in his skin and in the subspace type things, he um, 
he's also been able to have a better rapport with Harvey. Like he's been able to like actually have a conversation and not want to like just scream the whole time. And so now they're back to like a, a semi working relationship, work relationship where they make a good team and they're helping each other out. And you get kind of p- bits and pieces here and there that Harvey's having a really hard time with it. Like um, there's a point where uh, there's a suit against the former district attorney uh, or general attorney district attorney district attorney uh it's been found out that he's been doing like shady dealings and stuff and harvey used to work exclusively with that yeah, <laughs> district attorney an ada. An yeah. ada so he has to go back and figure out how to fix all the shit that he fucked up um and who's there to help him but mike and mike is like obviously really good at it and it's like a really nice moment and it all kind of comes to a head when uh harvey's been just getting worse and worse just like really angry all the time it's obvious he's not sleeping very well and donna is like basically doing everything she can to signal to mike like fix this please and this one day uh everyone's basically gone out to lunch and mike is about to go to lunch but uh, harvey calls him in and is like i need your help with this one thing so hurry up and he's like okay um and he was gonna meet matt for like lunch and a drink or something and matt brings him food and he's like here so you should eat and it's like a really sweet moment and harvey comes down and is like what part of now didn't you get and it's like oh what the fuck he's livid to see matt and mike he is livid and he's like my office now <laughs> he goes back to his office and mike is like eh, fuck that and he has he continues to have a little moment with matt i was like yeah i guess i'm i'm gonna get my ass chewed out or whatnot and so he goes up and harvey's pissed and basically says oh you why what took you so long why the fuck were you why weren't you here and mike says well i was i was getting all the stuff you needed and harvey says no you were you were talking to your boyfriend and mike is like "Mm, that's not really any of your business and that gets harvey because he's like oh um and i don't remember the exact quoting but basically it ends with him asking like have you uh has he topped you or something like that mike has to be like yeah like it's none of your business but yeah like we we have played together and harvey has a moment where he like steps back and looks out a window and he's like all right i'd like to renegotiate a new contract here's the how much you're going to be paid and i want exclusivity with none of the like benefits like i don't, I don't want to have sex with you i just want exclusivity and mike is so offended and he's like no fuck you you don't get to like dictate my life that way and he storms off and he's like and he basically threatens to go to hr with it which you know fair play um as Harvey, shut up! <laughs> Shush. Fictional. <laughs> inappropriate. Shush. <laughs> uh, so later that night, he's high at his apartment because he's just like, I, I don't know what to think about that because he now he understands. He knows that Harvey loves him and that the reason that he was cut off was because he was afraid of that. But because he doesn't have the whole story with Scotty and everything like that. Oh, he goes to Matt's. Yeah, because um, Matt, when Harvey storms off the first time, he's like, "Oh, I didn't realize that you knew Harvey." Yeah, and Mike's like, "What? You guys know each other?" He's like, "Yeah," and just come to my place later, and I'll tell you at least what I know. And he gives him the broad strokes of the relationship between Scotty and Harvey, and tells him how Scotty broke up with him in public yeah. at the club. And she yelled at him something like, you don't want a sub, you want, like, a pet and a Stepford wife. Yeah. And, of course, he was humiliated by that and has never stepped back in the club again. Unpopular um, opinion, she was right. Yeah, unpopular indeed. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that, so that, now Mike's in this apartment. I He's getting high. I am in the minority in this yep. space. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> Mike's at his apartment getting high. Harvey comes over, apologizes. Here's the thing is that Harvey was like, I'm sorry. He, like Harvey's very genuinely sorry. He's because he realizes what happened that he lost control and was trying to dictate Mike's life when he doesn't have that control anymore. And Mike is like, uh, and Harvey says, you know, I apologize. I'm so sorry. It shouldn't happen. Um, I am going to start the paperwork so that you get to move to like, so that yeah. someone else is your supervisor. Yeah, that and that's what that. sets Mike off. He's like, fuck you. This is you yet again, trying to control. You're trying to cut me out. Like, because you think that that's what I want, but you're not asking me. You're like, yeah. you're not communicating with me. And Harvey's like, that, that's not what you want. And Mike is like, get out of my house. I can't talk to you right now. Like, please. I need space. Yes. You're fucking dumbass. Yeah. And so then he spends a week kind of letting Harvey stew in it, like being nervous about Mike going to like HR and basically reporting him. And Mike, Mike makes a contract, goes to Harvey and was like, these are the terms. And basically says, I want to go to school full time, three years, but I don't have the tuition. I need you to pay that tuition, pay for my grandmother's medical bills. I'm moving in with you. Also, none of us, neither of us can break this contract for three years unless it's, uh, and there's a clause for abuse that, which, you know, that's fine. Well, and he kind of just uses the whole money thing as an excuse. Yeah. It's just, he doesn't really require that, obviously, but he's just like, this is just like the gateway in order to get yeah. harvey to fucking agree to this. mike doesn't need this he would be happy with like a well i think he also needed it but uh mike thinks he doesn't need it he's like this is for harvey's uh peace of mind but we know as readers that it's also for mike like mike needs the reassurance that he's not just gonna get kicked out again the next day um and Harvey is reticent to like just sign. He signs, but he doesn't want Mike to sign until they have a second trial period, another weekend. Uh, Mike is like, "You're dumb. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign this." And Harvey says, "Please give me the weekend." They have the weekend. I thought it was the culmination of this fic, which was it was. Uh, they played with like bondage and like cuffing uh, Mike, and he goes into like subspace completely and a spreader bar <laughs> and a spreader bar. Thank you. Where it uh, Mike realizes that even though he had been participating fully and he did trust Harvey before, now it was like he let him himself go fully into that subspace, and it was such a different experience from what he've had, and it was really interesting. And the fic ends with them like together and both signing the contract and it's very sweet and that's fic oh, there's you, one other thing you missed a very important part Which of the one? ending of that fic. uh how hard oh my god yes <laughs> oh my god yep so <laughs> yep at the very literally the last chapter um Harvey's like, don't you want to know why I, I all like I held out for you like I, this was specific to you and Mike doesn't realize like oh yeah, that is weird. Like, he just assumed that no one else wanted, like, a full-time gig with a rich, handsome lawyer. <laughs> um, um, and so he's like, oh, yeah, now I want to know. And there's this very long roundabout way basically saying that Harvey um, had a, like, a client. Yeah, mm -hmm. he had a client at the, law a very, a very, at the law firm. A very rich and powerful client that got off on uh, humiliating people, but not people who were into humiliation. Because the whole part of that twisted person was that he needed to know that they were actually legitimately humiliated and weren't getting any, anything out of it. Yes. So it was abuse. Um, and Harvey, in his mind, was like, I know a way to, like, kind of curtail this and make this, like edit it basically so it's not as bad in his head he's saving other young boys in the street so he sends them to lewis and lewis uh is proven to have like great screening and is very like secure about things and like mm -hmm. it's a good environment supposedly but it's, it's better than the alternative uh, yeah 
Yeah. At I've... least in this situation because they can't get this guy to be locked up. Right, exactly. And so Harvey thought that that was good. And then eventually the twisted client shows uh, Harvey videos that he's been taking of these people who were blindfolded and he was humiliating. And Harvey realizes that there's been videotapes. And so there's it leads into this whole investigation and them scrubbing that. Um, and that's when he first sees Mike. Mike. And we find out that that was... Those were some of the worst experiences that Mike ever had because he was blindfolded. So he doesn't know who this client is. And he didn't know that he was possibly working at the firm. And there was this whole thing where he was like, I could have seen him. And Harvey says, no, I made sure that he was sent away. I moved him to a different firm before you started. Um, and the video of Mike shows him crying on the on the ground, like blindfolded. And just, it's awful. And Mike is like, what about that made like why did you choose me over the other videos and harvey basically says i could tell that it was affecting you the worst like you were it was breaking your heart every time it happened and the gist of it is that mike's mike's like oh so this was like love at first sight (laughs) and harvey's like no i it wasn't that we don't know (laughs) i don't i think it was left very very gray um but yes and so harvey's saying this to like this is the last thing that harvey's kind of releasing into the universe is like if he wants to leave after this like this is the big one like if this is going to scare him off it's going to scare him off but mike's like no I, like mike has made his peace with it i think he's like realizes like they've had all this whole relationship they've built this whole relationship and the way that harvey found him is not as uh important to mike at that point i think because he's now moved on and he's like he's compartmentalized he kind of makes a decision not to be mad about it yeah because he's like at this point it's a bit of a sunk cost yeah (laughs) and he's like the other thing that's infuriating about it in general is not the information itself but that harvey has been holding on to this information until this moment when he is about to agree to a real relationship and he's like you are dropping a bomb intentionally because Mm -hmm. you cannot handle the idea of commitment yeah you are using this to make me run away and i'm not gonna do that because i know that's what you're doing Mm -hmm. and it's bullshit that you're doing it to me in this moment like because if you if you actually wanted me to know this information i would have known it before Mm -hmm. this is actually about driving me away now and that's fucked up yeah Mm -hmm. they don't fully resolve that (laughs) but i think that is an important distinction of the choice that mike is making yeah because it's not necessarily that he's like this is kosher (laughs) it's more like i know what you're doing right now yeah and that is more of a problem with me than the information that you're giving me or at least that's how i read it yeah and well i think part of it is also that he yes you're right the he has that decision making part but there's also like a line where it mentions that he that harvey might be doing it unknowingly like yeah harvey's yeah. doing it with good intentions but with the right. like subconscious thought of like oh maybe this will make him yeah. run away yeah, well yeah. like it points out rightfully that harvey is deeply emotionally stunted yes and does not understand how to have feelings yes no, like he doesn't does not get it that is very canon yeah yep. so very, very mike's like i know you're not he was like you might not be doing this intentionally but this is what you're doing and i'm not here for it like i'm yeah. not i will not abide it yeah we're yep. signing that goddamn contract. And so they yep. sign the contract and have it happily ever after. Yep. Mm-hmm. The end. The end. Um, I loved this fic. <laughs> uh, if it wasn't obvious. I thought it was so good. Um, wow. I I remember really loving the first Suits fic we read. I, yes. I thought it was incredible. And I think I'm just really... I, I love this relationship dynamic. I think it's great. <laughs> I keep sending them. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know. Uh, and here, here's what I appreciated, though. I kind of wish I'd read this one first and then read the ones that we read otherwise. Because mm-hmm. this has a great um, explanation of, like, the BDSM, like, kink community type things. Mm-hmm. Like, the subspace is not mentioned. Subdrop is not mentioned in any of the other fics. And I was like, oh, that's a really interesting, like, thing that I haven't thought of or haven't read enough about um so i thought it did really well with meshing the um the kink with the sex and now at a certain point i almost felt like the sex wasn't as important as the kink itself which i thought was very well done um i don't want to say it was a quick read but it did read fast it did read fast yeah like i i was able to breeze through it and i was like halfway done before i realized i was like oh great um i will say and i think this is telling i did not enjoy the, the revelation at the end. No. So much so that in my head it didn't happen. Because <laughs> it felt like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, it was like the author was like, oh, let me answer this burning question that none of you have asked. <laughs> like, we have all just bought the premise like, oh, yeah, Harvey wanted a sub. Right. Yeah. And then he got Mike. Super. But then, like, they dropped this, like, Harvey specifically chose Mike because he saw a video of him crying <laughs> while being stepped on. And I was like could have done without that i understand why like and to what you spoke to i understand that it was like one last test and one last all of this stuff to really bind the relationship to what it is i didn't think it was necessary Mm -hmm. and i thought we could have ended it earlier i thought Mm -hmm. we did not need that last chapter um but everything else i was enamored with i thought it was really good i would go so far as to say that that revelation actually soured most of the fic for me that doesn't surprise me i had a very hard time with it because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, the whole premise of this relationship has shifted in my brain. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I already was pretty, un- like, pretty squicked, frankly. Yeah. Fair. By a lot of it, the, like, relationship dynamic. And then that happened and I was like, you need to get out of there. That is so <laughs> You need to fasc- end it. You need to go. That is so fascinating to me. Yeah. Not the ending. I think I, I can I can understand how that would alter your like i think if i reread this i would wonder so i'm interested to hear your thoughts like in rereading it i wonder how it would affect my coloring of the Mm -hmm. rest of it Mm -hmm. but it didn't ultimately impact the rest like my enjoyment of the whole uh i just repress it (laughs) (laughs) you decide to put it in a box on a shelf on the shelf yeah it didn't happen in my head it ended earlier (laughs) it's so funny because it happens literally every time i reread this I think that that conversation happens earlier. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's a midpoint conversation, or it should or be. It's, yeah. Or in my memory, I always think that it happens as they're talking over the second contract. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like when Mike is like, "This is what I want." Mike even says in his head that he's basically offering a marriage contract. Yeah. And in my brain, every time I'm like. And I'm rereading it and I get to that section. I was like, wait, where's the conversation about the whole backstory with Lewis? And then I'm like, wait, where is it? Did I miss it? What happened? And then it gets to that chapter. I was like, oh, yeah, it's at the end. That's um, always been a little, I agree. And that's like, if you wanted to do this, it should have been a little bit earlier mm-hmm. or, or just not at all. Or even should have played a bigger role. I think the, I agreed mm-hmm. with like Aaron saying, I think it just drops out of nowhere and is not really dealt with it's not really handled much more than like to serve the growing relationship or the the characterization but mm-hmm. it has a, a ton of implications for the rest of the fic yeah. and like if there had been more of that as it is i think the entire conflict of the fic was harvey's inability to feel yes. and scotty those were the two big like 
mm-hmm. things that were hanging over that relationship. And then at the end, I was like, oh, also this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that is a really unfortunate uh, aspect to this fic. I really wish that that hadn't been at the end. But it is. So <laughs> we reckon with it. Yeah. Um, I'm like them. <laughs> yeah, true. But I otherwise, I really, really loved it. And more so than any of the other fics that we submitted. I This one was the one that inspired me to want to learn more and to like possibly delve into that community and like... That was you me. Know, testing. Yeah. That was me in 2012 reading this that. fic. And the other thing I wanted to bring up with the background for me personally and this fic is this was being written and published at the exact same time that Fifty Shades was of Grey was becoming say. a cultural phenomenon. Fascinating. Yes. Hmm. So that explains some things. <laughs> what does it that con- mean? It, it connects some th- some dots in my brain about the the theming. Okay, never mind. It's not that it explains it. I I understand why I'm uncomfortable with it. Yeah, so she doesn't actually read Fifty Shades of Grey. No, <laughs> she no, never read it. But the same things that I dislike about Fifty Shades of Grey show up in this too. Oh, Fifty I, Shades of Grey is garbage. Well, it is. I was gonna say it's also so different. Yeah, it, yeah, it's also just it's not BDSM. As someone who no. has read Fifty Shades of Grey and this book, I can yeah. tell you. I guess it, I should say the thing that I'm grappling with is I never enjoy or get into real power play relationships i was gonna say i absolutely get squicked by it and that level like as soon as he was like you can't smoke pot i was out which weirdly enough was like because it was such a sense of like bodily control Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. i was like nope that's interesting because i they uh i think mike thinks about it himself too because the law firm has the same exact rule is Mm -hmm. that you will be drug tested and so Mike, like, rationalizes it and he says, like, that's fine. Like, yeah, other uh, plenty of other jobs do, do that. And it's, um, some will have it scheduled and some will have you randomly tested. Yeah. So you can't always, like, schedule it, your pot smoking or your drug taking around right. your, you know, pee cup test. Yeah, I think it was because it felt. was outside of the context of, like, a 9-to-5 office <laughs> job. <laughs> I was like... He had an, benefits, Aaron. He yeah, had a salary. Like, he's an escort. <laughs> Rude. Like, well, he's a hooker. He says, yeah, he says I was like, this is not an office gig. <laughs> like, and the extent that Harvey wanted control over his life made me uncomfortable. Yeah, but and yeah, it's because it's coming fair. from a perspective of like, I would never want that. Yeah, yeah. And I can divorce that from the quality of the fic. Sure. Yeah. It's just that hovered over my reading of the fic the whole time, yeah. mm-hmm. where I was like. You should get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> you should get out of there. Yeah. I was like, it's not like in my, I was like, that is not a balanced relationship. And some people, if that works and that's fine, it would not work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that it would work for me. So if anyone, <laughs> any rich lawyer out there would like a, a professional sub who, who runs a podcast on this side, please reach out to the fic list at Gmail. Yeah, an amateur sub who's willing to learn. Enthusiastic. Which, yes. Is like, please teach me. <laughs> please. But also, like, we don't want those weirdos that will take advantage of Alan. Yeah. If you've seen any video of me crying and that's what's making you reach out, don't do it. <laughs> Erin and I will screen them for you. She will look out for your uh, labor rights for a solid 15% cut. Great. And I will just make sure that they're not abusive fucking assholes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, no. It was, it's so funny to me how different you two are on the same page. I'm in a different book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on a different shelf. Yeah. We're, we're in a different section. We're in different genres. <laughs> Because, yeah, no, that that part of it. And the, like, when, even later, and the reason I was like, oh, I keep coming up against this is, like, 
when he when they renegotiate the terms of the contract, he's like, you can't go to the club anymore. Oh, yeah. And I was like, he has friends at the club. It <laughs> is his that. business whether or not he goes to this club. You do not get to control that. And I just like I had this moment of like, you have to separate this because that is what this relationship is. Yeah. And these are two consensual, like healthy, sane adults mm-hmm. making a decision. It is a very different decision from what you would make. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and that's fair. The, those things can exist simultaneously. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I struggled to get there. Yep. Yeah. And then that it. last bit, I was like, I'm out. Yep. <laughs> that was rough. Yeah. Sorry. Like, if you're already on shaky ground going into that last revelation, I was like, run. Yeah. <laughs> get out of the house. Run. <laughs> you will Don't. find Sunken no, cost, no, 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 Aaron. No, 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 sunk no, you, cost. <laughs> yeah. You will find someone else. No, the sunk cost. Who can feed you biscuits. It'll be okay. From his penthouse in New York? There I think or not. With the York. glass private elevator? Oh, my God. He's absolutely gonna, not. He's going to make plenty of money as I He's paying for my college tuition, Aaron. <laughs> It'll be and fine. And Grammy's healthcare. <laughs> when did this become self-insert? <laughs> when did this become reader? He has how many hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank now? He'll be fine. He has $150,000. You know, that doesn't run. He can, he can afford a year of care for Graham. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But he's also going to go be a hotshot lawyer himself. It'll Who's okay. going to pay for his schooling? He can't pay with a, for his schooling with $150,000. Oh I was my like, God, thank you, Alex. <laughs> I love you. I'm positive it would work out. <laughs> oh, my God. Run screaming in the other direction. Yeah. Um, what was I thinking? Oh, yeah, I wanted to continue the Fifty Shades stuff. So, like, while the rest of the country was, like, reading this fucking terrible book series, thinking that it's, like, legit BDSM and stuff like that, I, at the same time, was reading this fic where the author, even though she doesn't partake in that scene, she did her research. She watched videos. She looked up the terminology and tried her best to get it right, despite not being part of that. Whereas fucking E.L. James wrote an abusive rapist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was another thing that, like, stuck with me is, like seeing the rest of the world think that this is what bdsm is and i'm like i'm reading this fan fiction that is being written for free and in her own free time she did the work it's not that hard you guys yeah it Google is, is free it is kind of tragic that sometimes the things that are not like good like that paint things in a bad light are the yeah. ones that get popular yeah 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 and um just having that those two like if things happening at the same time was just like it made it also just made me get any even more interested in bdsm because like i really like this fic fuck 50 shades i want to learn more and Mm -hmm. i want to learn more about the realities of this community and the scene and that's when i started to do more learn more stuff and read more kinks and fetishes and learn more about the things that i like i love that for you i think Thank that's you. that's great i think that whatever whichever of the fix that we've talked about today like brings up an interest in you listeners like i think that that it's it's a job well done already mm-hmm. like yes. to explore to open your mind up to different like things that are out there things that you might enjoy yeah. or not or find things that you absolutely squick you and that's yeah. cool too um i think we should now rate it um aaron would you like to start <laughs> absolutely not you need to go first well my rating's a 4.6 really enjoyed it had a great time i the ending was just really the hardest thing to come to terms with um Fair. but other than that i thought it was very well done
Can I guess what yours is going to be, Aaron? You can. I'm going to guess a one. Oh, God, no. I was was thinking 2.8 on Aaron's. No, 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 no. I'm not that mean. (laughs) I'm mean. I'm not that mean. I was going to go 3.5. Oh, that's wow, that, way nicer than you. The higher I was going with yeah. like two or two points. I thought two point eight. At least two of those points are Caitlin is my friend points. But <laughs> you can be honest. No, like, I am not offended. No, I know so this is not your. Shit. I would say a three point five because so many of my criticisms are personal issues mm-hmm. with the things that these characters enjoy, which is not. <laughs> it's not writing. It's not anything to do with like any of the points of the fic like it's not the fic's fault that it squicked me you know <laughs> what i mean true. it's so, not for you and that's right. okay and that's totally fine i took issue with the revelation at the end which mm-hmm. was the biggest drop yeah. for me in terms of like the points be or like you know the rating where i was like this is an unresolved issue in an otherwise resolved fic yeah. and that mm-hmm. is frustrating yeah. yes that's fair and i agree yeah i agree it yeah. is really well written it is clearly well researched. All the author's notes were really interesting because the author was like, "I have I have researched this, but if you have lived experience with this, call me out," mm-hmm. which I thought was huge. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and that is sort of an ancillary part of it, but like the author note is part of the fanfic culture. So mm-hmm. like I yeah. thought it was really cool that she like called that out. Mm-hmm. And like it was otherwise like a smooth read. It was a fast read. It was a good time. Nice. I just, yeah, really struggled with that ending. So I think that averages us out to a round of four. Just about, yeah. Yeah. I feel good about that. Mm -hmm. Yay! Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very pleased. I'm glad we got to talk about this. Yeah, thanks for bringing it. It was my baby. My my favorite great time. Caitlin, do you want to tell the listeners at home where they can find us? No, because for... I don't remember. <laughs> Other than Twitter and Tumblr. Good call. That I run. Erin yes. runs the Twitter. I run the Tumblr. And I run from my problems. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Well done. Goodbye, everybody. See you next time. That's the See ya. end. No, just kidding. We have to really tell people where they can find us. I've already stopped. No, just kidding. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Aaron. So we are on Apple. We are on Spotify. We are on uh, apparently Audible, which is hilarious. Yep. We just discovered this today. Um, we are on Podbean. We're on Podchaser. Um, we are just like out in the ether. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. So um, go leave a re- like a review. Go leave us like a rating on any your like platform of choice because it's good for us. Awesome. We're on Ko-Fi. If you want to send us like three dollars, um, we need to go buy AwesomeCon merch to hand out. So, <laughs> um, and we need to re-up our SoundCloud payment. So um, if you feel like offsetting some of those costs, truly the only thing that we will spend that money on is offsetting the cost of these podcasts. Um, and it does cost a little bit of money to like host this stuff. So anything you feel like donating is appreciated we are on the twitter which i run we are on the tumblr which caitlin runs the tumblr's better go follow us on tumblr um and uh you can read our entry on fan lore <laughs> guys we googled it we googled fic list on an incognito browser to see what would happen and then i went are we on fan lore and I opened a link and we were on fucking fan lore. And I yes! screamed for 18,000 years. And um, it is now, I, oh, it's incredible. <laughs> Whoever did that for thank us. You. Thank you. Thank you. I screamed for about 30 years in my heart. She's still screaming to I'm this still, day. <laughs> so screaming. She's screaming to I'm this day. I'm a banshee about <laughs> it. Um, it was incredible. So we're on fan lore. Um, I think that's everything. Yep. Um, it, we are either at AwesomeCon or we just were at AwesomeCon. 
one of the two. So that was cool. <laughs> or, or that will, will be. be awesome. <laughs> Um, thank Caitlin. Thank you for being with us yeah, today. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank this was you. so fun. Yeah. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for sharing and encouraging us to share all of our um, personal information about BDSM. For the <laughs> I can't internet. wait to update everyone. Yeah, in you're a few welcome. Months. It's going to be very fun. I need to remember to tell certain people in my life not to listen to this episode. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, it's been a grand old time, everybody. Make sure you do your research before you get into anything new. Okay. 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 Sounds good to me. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye.